You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. Yeah, hello. Welcome to the show. Badge and Sats here with you on a Tuesday night. And, of course, that means we know what the teams are. We know uh, the changes and we're going to share them with you for round six of the NRL. Scotty Sattler, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Badge and also uh, listeners. Yeah, round six, actually. It's interesting. You're languishing behind in the footy. Oh, yeah, I am. Always. That's every year. But... um, it's interesting round six. I always found as a player badge that after round five, I think you know how your team's really travelling, not from a points point, point of view, where you are on the competition ladder and how many points you're on, but basically internally, the harmony of the team, what sort of rhythm you're in, whether you've got to work a little bit harder on different areas. I think round five's always been the litmus test. Can I tell you where the Raiders were at round five in 1989? Yeah, I think you would have been outside the five. I think we had one one game or maybe two out of five. Mm. There was a few players what? that we had injured. And, well, the same um, badge. Actually, actually, I've got to say, the super subs came in. Kevy Walters, uh, Ivan, Ivan Henjak. They were amazing. They had this great mm. win against the Bulldogs that um, in, in about round five. In that Perth? really No, no, this was early in the season okay. in Canberra that really got things going. So, um, yeah, some of these clubs haven't got full-strength teams, but you're right, if they're, if they're showing some fight and some grit and – um, they've got to know whether they're a chance or which goes back to your sharkies again. You just keep tossing them up as this team that's got something going for it. They have. My biggest concern badge is when you look across all the premiership sides over the years, they've got that one star quality player, whoever that may be. I look at the sharks and I don't see that player that stands out, it's jumps not quite out Nico at you. Hines yet. He's been good, but, but come finals time, yeah. They could have the Dalian medalist. Yeah, exactly. So he is that key player. So, yeah, it's in 2003, I think we were one from five as well, same yeah, as you in 89. Then in round six, we beat the Warriors in New Zealand, beat them easy, and they were the runners up from the year before. And I, I, after that game, we sort of knew that we're a team that could play at least finals. Yeah, so exactly. I think round five is a really good test. Righto, we're, a big name in the AFL has uh, has called it quits this afternoon. Buddy. In fact, the, the, the boss, no, oh, Gil okay. McLaughlin. We're going to uh, talk about that, play a little bit of that for you as well. Travis Main from the Courier-Mail is going to join us because the decision has been handed down about that uh, little kerfuffle at, at worst that I thought it was between uh, Albert Kelly and Payne Haas. Uh, sanctions brought down on both of those. And we're going to catch up as well with uh, with Karen Murphy, who's in charge of the NRL Integrity Unit. But we're going to talk about the women's final, the mm. uh, the grand final on Sunday, which was uh, an outstanding affair. And she's very proud. In fact, they play the the uh, the best player on the field won the Karen Murphy Medal. She was in in her own right. An and we had to, we interviewed her yesterday because she couldn't do today for obvious reasons with the Payne Haas and Albert Kelly. Yes. <laughs> so we. She had to park us, unfortunately. Yep, she did. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll have a listen 
to that. And as, as you said before, Team List Tuesday. Plenty more to come on Sports Day. Uh, hang around for the all-new Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, we're here for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And we mentioned off the top some big news uh, around Payne Haas and Albert Kelly and the man with his finger on the pulse and everything uh, NRL is Travis Main from the Courier-Mail. Trav, how are you, mate? What's the latest? Yeah, good, boys. Good to be back here. Um, yeah, plenty of news happening today up on uh, this side of the tweed. Obviously, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly have copped uh, one-game bans from the NRL. Payne got a $10,000 fine, Albert a $5,000 fine as well. Uh, it doesn't really... Sort of the ban doesn't mean much to Albert at the moment because he's injured for the next four months anyway. But Payne will miss Friday night's big game against the Panthers in Penrith. So if that clash wasn't already looking pretty tough for Brisbane, it's just got a whole lot harder. Have they justified exactly why these they they cop these bans? Because it's you know the the opinion is evol- opinion is divided around how bad or how serious that little scuffle was. And we've heard you know it was it was pretty frivolous from my point of view. Um, is there much of an explanation yeah. around it? Yeah, well, the NRL's essentially said, look, the footage, the, those, that's sort of been our highest rating Broncos story of the year to put into contest. Like, the, it is a black eye for the game in a way. Like, I agree, it's not the crime of the century. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen. But I think the thing that worked against Payne with this is it's essentially his third problem with the NRL's integrity unit in about three mm-hmm. years. So, so the NRL said that in their statement. They said they took into account his history. So he, he now totals eight games worth of bans and $80,000 in fines from the NRL for off-field incidents. So, look, I think if this was in isolation, it was his first strike, I don't think he would have been banned. I don't, don't think he would have been fined. Maybe might have escaped with a warning. I think um, you know, the Broncos think Albert was more to blame with this on the night and that pain sort of got caught up in it, so he might have faced a little bit more. But uh, essentially, Payne's history is starting to really cost him, and he's going to miss a big game because of it. What don't we know, Travis? Because you know the intel that that we've been hearing is that Payne was not intoxicated. Albert Kelly was. Albert Kelly was the one that instigated the. You know, at first, started out what was going to be a joke, and and Payne has retaliated. What don't we know that Payne has? And take history out of it, because it seems as though that he was antagonised, and he receives a larger fine. Yeah, well, I think the, the fines are generally indicative of their salaries as well. So let's not forget Payne Haas has paid about six times more than Albert Kelly. So that's usually taken into account because they, they think it's not fair to fine mm. someone on 150000 the same as someone on 750000 So, look, I think that's where the fine uh, discrepancy comes from. But essentially, they're, they're not happy with Payne being physical with Albert, whether it, he had to or had not didn't have to be we don't really know only the people that were there on the night would know exactly what happened which we can't see so look uh, I think as I said if Payne hadn't had history I don't think he would have been suspended for this weekend it's as simple as that and it's it's a real sort of show from the NRL that they're a bit sick of his behaviour in a way even though this isn't the worst thing ever happened it's still headlines it's still front page news it's all over the internet they just don't want to see players being violent um, for, for any sure. sort of reason. Do you know if he cooperated with the integrity unit this time? He refused to talk to him. <laughs> last time I think around. he did. Yeah, 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 I think he did. And look, he's put out a statement today saying he's he's apologised for it. He's still working on being better himself. Albert's the same. Um, you know, look, they're just words on a piece of paper. But I, I genuinely think that Payne's been trying pretty hard since he had that really poor incident with the police in New South Wales, um, mm. sort of about 
16, 18 months ago. Like he's been from then on, from what we know, he's been pretty good. And if that video never emerges of this, it's never known about. They rang and kissed each other the next day and made up about it. Um, and we never know anything about it. So in a way, they're, they're a little bit unfortunate that it came to light. Do we know who filmed it? No, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories. I'm not going to divulge them because I don't know for sure. <laughs> but uh, No, so there's no confirmed um, person who filmed it or who leaked it originally. Now, the NRL have always said they will stay out of any club indiscretions. They'll let the club handle it first and foremost until they need to step in. With the Brisbane Broncos, Trev, were they aware of it not long after the, the incident or at the time or was it weeks after that they found out about it and were the NRL not happy with the way the Broncos handled the situation? Oh, look, the people that I've spoken to, like I asked Kevin Walters if he knew about it and he said he didn't, so I can only take him on his word. Um, look, I, I, I don't imagine that the powers up high would have really known about it because mm. um, it wasn't much. Like, you guys are ex-players. I'm sure you've seen way worse than that among your teammates um, in the past. Like, it, it really wasn't much um, in isolation. It happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Most people were probably in bed and they might have heard some whispers the other day, like, oh, how about Payne and Albie having a go at each other? But... Without the footage, it's sort of it's really nothing. Mm. Now let's let's move on to Anthony Milford. News yesterday that his um, charges against him for uh, for assault and, and other charges have all been dropped. Um, is he likely to be allowed to play by the NRL um, sooner rather than later, Trav? I still think it'll be a little bit of time. Like he, he will get back in the game this year. I, I don't think that that'll be a problem. Um, it's just when that is sort of remains to be seen. So. Yeah, Mil- Milford had a win in court yesterday, had three assault charges dropped. Um, he, he did plead guilty to one charge, I believe, with damaging a car with a wheelie bin or something like that. Uh, but the NRL, they're, they're still treading carefully with this, and there's a key element of it. It's the CCTV footage of the night. So while that's cleared Milford um, of the assault charges, the NRL, they've seen it, and they believe it's not as complimentary as Milford's camp will have everyone believe. Um, they still think there is an issue there that needs to be addressed and whether they make him jump through some hoops, whether it's attend some sort of courses around, I don't know, anger management or alcohol or anything like that, I think we may see him go through some of those hoops before he's allowed back into the competition. And and any idea where? Has he got some, some suitors already? Or oh, he'll be, in, he'll be in Newcastle. At Newcastle, yeah, with, okay. Yeah, he'll be he'll be back at Newcastle. It's everyone sort of believes that's practically a done deal pending the registration by the NRL. Um, how long that takes? So he definitely he definitely won't be playing this weekend or next weekend or anything like that. I still think it'll be a number of weeks before we see him back in the competition. Have you seen him, Trav? Um, has he kept himself in shape? I haven't seen him personally, but I've been hearing he's been training a little bit with the South Logan Magpies, the Host Plus Cup club. Um, you know, like Milford's never been regarded as the greatest trainer getting around. Um, so that's definitely probably going to be a bit of a challenge for him, staying yeah. in shape when he's been out of an NRL system for the best part of six months now, six mm. or seven months. So what sort of shape he returns in, who knows? Um, the people close to him say he's been training hard, so you can only believe what they say, I guess. Hope so. Uh, but you'd think it, think it would still take him maybe a little bit. He's a, he's a class player, but you think it still may take him a little bit of time to get up to speed before he's rushed straight back into the competition. But he wasn't able to play any lower grades while this was going on. I don't think um, the QRL was too keen to get involved until he had the court case finalised. So that's why we haven't seen him running around in reserve grade. Right now, Trav, um, I'm I got something big coming up, and I'm looking for a publicity agent to help me out with this. So it could be a bit in it for you. Uh, <laughs> an upcoming fight between uh, David Feeder and Scott Sattler, um, my very own co-host. Um, chances of it happening are, are, are pretty good at the moment. 
Sats, if you, oh, you're I reckon Sats, Sats is, is going to be copying. Sats is going to be copying a filthy call from Des Hasler because he's poked the beast before this weekend's game against Manly. So. <laughs> Sats, do you want to, for all those people that didn't hear what you had to say about Fafita, can you just run run us through it again and I'll give you David's reaction. Well, I was asked by some of our colleagues, um, Pat Pat Welsh and, and Ian Healy on their show about uh, the Gold Coast Titans and, and David Fafita and my response was I'm was very disappointed with his game again on the weekend outside of the 50-metre try, which only very special athletes can do, mind you, but... I think he has been one of their most, I think the most ineffective, uh, one of the worst players for the Titans this year. And and In I terms of output? Just output. Think? I mean, statistics don't tell you everything about a player's game. Uh, but in relation to the amount of output he's giving the side, I think it's really disappointing. And if he, if he doesn't quickly, quickly pull his finger out, I would be having a really tough conversation about if he starts on the bench. So... Uh, obviously, that was addressed today, Trav, I think, with the Gold Coast Titans and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so David David was asked about that. Obviously, what you said made its way onto the internet and sort of then it all becomes a bit more real rather than words on the radio sometimes. And I think he really, I think David's reaction, I think he really values um, your thoughts on him, to be honest. So he was asked about it and his sort of demeanour changed immediately. You could tell that he was affected by it. And he essentially said, oh, look, you know, Scott's, a great player, but I'm going to prove him wrong. His words were, I'm going to prove him wrong. So uh, you look, you, if David comes out and has the game of his life this weekend, I think the Titans should be coming and saying, thank you, Scott Sattler. You've done what we couldn't do, fired him up for the season, because he's definitely been off his game. Like this time last year, he'd scored six tries. He was the most damaging player in the game. He couldn't be stopped. And this time this year, after five games, he scored one try, which took him 388-odd minutes or something like that on the weekend to actually get over the line. So... So you know, oh, last, last weekend against Para, he had the most runs of all the forwards in his side and the most run meters, 15 runs for 143 meters. Mm. And he made yep. 34 yep. tackles and missed none. Yep. But he's, you yep. still think he's got a lot more to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. In those, I think we all look at it as In those well, first 65 minutes of the game, he could create such a great platform for his side just through his power running and, and his involvement. He doesn't have to sit on the same side of the field. Gordy Tallis was a perfect example of that. He sits on an edge, and when he needs to inject himself and really lift the intensity of his side, he's got the ability to single-handedly control the intensity of a game. And I think if he gets involved really early and has a really good combination with his young halves, he can do that for the Gold Coast Titans. I will be the first to put my hand up and admire the work that he does when he starts when he does, starts having that great output. Does he need to be angry? Has he got to take angry pills like Tino, Big Tino does, his skipper? Like, he just wants to, I think, I think he to could, hurt yeah. people. I could think he'd take a... Yeah, I think he'd take a leaf out of Tino's book for sure. Like, Tino just wants to win. He wants to be involved all the time. And David just hasn't really seemed to be like that. And I think the game against Parramatta was probably his best game for the year. He did get a little bit more involved. But his, his output sort of getting back and doing the tough carries out of his own half has been close to non-existent until maybe on the weekend. And I, I, I do think that more is expected of him. If they want to make him their highest paid player, then he has to uh, affect more games than he doesn't. And at the moment, he's not doing that. Mm, there you go. And you, yeah, that's right. We expected he should have been the match winner in that game. It didn't didn't quite happen. Hey, Trav, we better let you go. Um, Travis May with the Courier Mail. Great chatting to you, mate. And thanks for those uh, the scoops on... Payne Haas and uh, Albert Kelly and a bit of info about Anthony Milford as well. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Okay, Polaris has shiploads of vehicles arriving every month. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. 
Sports Day Sports Update. A couple of things before the break, Sats. It looks like Andrew McDonald is going to be named Australian men's cricket coach. So finally a replacement for Justin Langer. I think it was always the way it was going to be, Badge. Uh, the players didn't want Justin Langer or a small portion of them. They got their way there. And Andrew McDonald, from all reports, is really close to the playing group. Mm. Has good, honest, open conversations with them. And very quiet guy, introverted guy by nature. So... He seems to be the man, and as we've said a few weeks ago, we're led to believe Daniel Vittori will be his uh, assistant. Gil McLaughlin, we mentioned off the top, uh, announced he's quitting as AFL CEO. He was a bit upset during the uh, the press conference. That's so going to be at the end of the season. Eight years in charge. Well done to him. And, uh, and Victoria's uh, successful bid for the 2026 Commonwealth Games being confirmed. Um, that's not that far off, is it? It's like not. Four years away. Normally, mm. they're about 10 years off when they're At least they don't have to build any stadiums. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> They've got plenty of them, yeah. Queensland's Premier Rugby League comp, the Host Plus Cup, is back bigger and better than ever in 22. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Karen Murphy from the NRL Integrity Unit back next. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And special guest uh, coming on Sports Day on the back of the NRL Grand Final, NRLW Grand Final yesterday, which was an amazing, an amazing day of rugby league. She not only plays an important role in the NRL with the integrity unit these days, but before that she was not only a, a police officer and a detective, but she was one of the pioneers of of Women's Rugby League in years gone by, and that lady is Karen Murphy. She joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Karen? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. No, no worries. Thanks for taking the time and what is a very busy schedule in the uh, in the game and the integrity unit at the moment. But on the back of the success of yesterday, you must be so thrilled with the, the direction that the NRLW is heading. Oh, oh definitely. It's been um, a long time coming, and, and I guess for us, older girls that um, played a little while ago, something that, you know, we would all like, always hope to pull on one of those NRL club jerseys and, and for that comp to get started a few years back and, and I guess the standard that we've witnessed through this season in particular and yesterday, it's, um, yeah, so happy to see the growth and the standard of the girls' game. When you saw the crowd that uh, turned up to Morton Daly Stadium yesterday at Redcliffe, what did you make of that? Oh, again, just shows um, how far the game has come back from, you know, and it's really not that long ago that, you know, you wouldn't get a crowd, you certainly nothing like that. And, and particularly, as you know, with the two Sydney teams, it turned out to be them and, um, you know, maybe some questions of should it stay in Brisbane, but it just shows no matter, you know, where it is, you're going to get a good crowd and everyone's um, loving the game at the moment. Karen, um, not that long ago when you retired, I think it was only eight or nine years ago, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it might, might even be less, uh, have you yeah. seen the game, I don't know, there's some players are heading towards full-time training, but have you seen, you know, what's the, what are the differences in the game that you can see from when, when you hung up the boots, when you were captain in Queensland and Australia? I think you're right, Bad. It was just definitely, you know, it was definitely the... Um, you know, you still had good footballers and, and, and a good standard, we'd say. And But it was definitely not the athletes, I guess, you have today and the the depth and, and I guess, um, not full-time, but um, the support staff and the coaching and everything that comes with that now, it's just such a, a different opportunity and level. And then on top of that, um, 
you know, I guess a lot of us only started later in our life because you didn't have that opportunity and now the girls are the pathways and coming right through and, and playing footy from a really young age and learning it. Um, I think that's been a big difference as well. Was that, was that difficult for you, given when you were coming through, a lot of girls would get to the, you know, to their early teens and there'd be nowhere to go, nowhere to play. How difficult was that for you to, to keep finding a way to, to play footy and, uh, and plough ahead? Well, I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm older, so I, I didn't have that gap like some others, so I could only play in my 20s, I started. But um, but it was so frustrating to what you talk about where the girls after 12 couldn't play till, mm. till when they were in opens at 18. And so, of course, you'd lose so much talent to other sports. And then, of course, at that age, very, you know, the contact sport it is and, mm. and different reasons, it's very hard to get them back into the game. So... Now we're starting to see those that started at um, six or whatever now coming into opens and have played the whole whole way through. So, um, yeah, hopefully we don't lose them to those other sports um, moving forward. It's been an outstanding year after year. I think this year's been the best with, with six teams. Um, unfortunate for the New Zealand Warriors having to drop out because of COVID, but the talent pool that we're seeing with the six teams, are, are you happy with the way that the NRL is going and park your NRL hat here, and, and from a pure rugby league lover yeah. of rugby league, are you loving the, the just a slow drip feed of teams and the and the slow expansion in the competition? Yes, that's definitely. I, I'm definitely was one of the more vocal ones, I suppose, at the start, and nothing to do with my NRL hat. I, I, um, when it's something new, it's exciting, and and there was definitely a push, and people couldn't understand early on, and comparing us to AFL. W and other sports that we were too slow and and um, we're always mindful I guess of, of exactly that that the standard the depth everything was there so people wanted more rather than less and they, and they wanted more teams so I think it's like perfect how it's been obviously you know COVID with, with a lot of sports last year maybe um, a year maybe but at most we've got it right we've got the six now into eight, um, and then just getting it right with the teams moving moving forward. Whether it's, whether it's the Warriors back in, um, where the girls are coming from, and where the talent is, and um, just yeah, keep that growth at the right pace. Not only were you one of the legends, and still are one of the legends of, of women's rugby league, but you're also so proud to have the the Karen Murphy Medal named after yourself for the player of the of the grand final, NRL grand final. Yes, yesterday, of course, and. Sarah Togatuki, yep. who had a, a very eventful week having to, to beat the judiciary early on in the week, was outstanding to win that medal for you uh, on behalf of you yesterday. Now, do you have a – are you one of the voters for the best on field? Uh, I am. So there's myself and then the two other um, Australian coaches, in, in Brad Donald and Jamie Feeney. So we um, selected that one yesterday. And, and, and you're right, um, Sarah, um, she did have a – it was a hectic week with knowing whether she was even going to play in the final, but just, you know, her go forward and the work she did through the middle in her first stint and then coming back with that uh, line break, which led to that last mm. try. I think she was um, she was huge for the Roosters. You played with a few of these players then, did you? I, I, I was saying to Sats before, yep. pretty sure you would have played a fair bit with Steph Hancock for Queensland. Um, she's She's been around for a fair while, but a few of the girls that, that played yesterday, or at least Emma Tonegato, Emma, um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think who else played yesterday. But, um, yeah, just right in. Well, I guess Sammy Bremner wasn't there yesterday. She's just had another little bub. But there's a few of them that are still Ali, of course. Um, 
Ali I played in the halves with for quite a few years. So um, there's a few of them um, that I, I was fortunate enough to, to play and, and watch in their younger younger years come through. And it's great to see them have the opportunity um, with, with what they are experiencing now before they, um, they retire. Now, my favourite is Hannah Southwell, the lock for the Roosters, mainly <laughs> due to her tackle technique. Karen, uh, are you confident that we can keep the wrestling out of the NRLW because it's one of the real bugbears for me. Well, in it's, the male it's also game. one for mine. It's the great difference between NRLW yeah. and, yeah, and NRL raw, that I yeah. love to watch it for. I hope so too. I um, I know that you know there's a little bit of wrestle in the coaching these days, and um, but I love that. I love that it's sort of that old school, unpredictable, one on one sort of more so collisions, um, I guess, and. Um, you touched on Hannah, and you know, she just cuts them in half, doesn't she? With she's got a you know beautiful technique, Hannah, and um, and you know Jess Surges, her defence yesterday, and, and mm. others. Like it was, it's just um, I, I enjoy that part too. So I'm, I hope it it stays like that. And it is unpredictable. It's not so much in attack then. It's not um, you know you still got your block plays, and but it's definitely not as structured as, mm. as the men's game. Righto. Well, we know you're a very busy lady running the NRL Integrity Unit, and we'd certainly hope you don't have any of these crazy girls playing oh, up Mad on Mad Monday, Monday. Karen. You better oh. be what's going to happen here. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they still don't know who they are that well. Oh. No, um, no, I hope they enjoy themselves. I'm sure they're having a great day. It wasn't an NRLW player that streaked onto the Titans game, was it? The other no, night? we can no. confirm. No, yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. That. No. Right. no, they were busy playing. Yep. Righto. Well, Karen Murphy, uh, we do appreciate your time on uh, on Sports Day, and uh, yeah, hope everything goes uh, goes well for the remainder of the season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, great chat there with uh, with Karen Sats, um, doing a fantastic job, isn't she? This is Sports Day for the all new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Back soon. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. Cause I'm... TLT. I'm dynamite. TLT. Good on you, Woogie Sats. We've got to rip straight into this. So let's look at the uh, the Queensland teams. Raiders are hosting the Cowboys on Thursday night. Thursday night. Xavier Savage, that very exciting fullback outside back. He's been added to the bench for the first game of the season. And uh, Matty Frawley drops out. Matty Tomoko's been named, even though he... Bit doubtful. He, yeah, copped a knee to the back against the Storm. And um, for the Cowboys, Cohen Hess, he's been named at props. So Ruben Cotter was really good last week, goes back to the bench. And Jermaine Tanoa-Brown and Griffin Neem for the Cowboys. I missed the match due to... Concussion, so they're a couple oh, of real big outs. They are. Yes. They sure are. Uh, Panthers and Broncos. This is down in Penrith on uh, on Friday night, the late game. Panthers got the same 17 for the third week in a row, uh, and aren't they flying? Payne Haas uh, is out, of course, for a week. Oh, that uh, is massive, suspended. Um, Albert Kelly, who missed last week anyway. Um, Payne's spot's going to be taken by Corey Jensen. Up front, Reese Kennedy is on the interchange bench. And a little bit of doubt around Corey Oates with a crook ankle, Adam Reynolds with a knee. Mm. Uh, but they're expected to be right to play. And Saturday more, Saturday afternoon, I should say, first game of the the round uh, six on the Saturday is 5.30. Seagulls up against the Titans, and that's at, at Brookie. And Tolu Kola, he returns from the calf injury, missed last week. In place of Morgan Harper, he's out because of COVID. That's the only change 
in the Manly side that beat the Knights last week. For the Titans, Brian Kelly returns at centre. Philip Sammy going to the wing. Corey Thompson dropping out. And Sam Lissone, he l- replaces Kevin Proctor on the interchange bench as well. And Jaden Campbell, he's about another week away, Titans fans. Radio, uh, there's the big changes for those games. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Radio Sats, let's uh, find out what's going on with Racing Queensland. Chris Nelson on the line. Uh, Queensland is your place to race this year and this week. Chris, how are you, mate? What's going on? Uh, very well, thanks, Batch. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Sats. Yeah, we've got another full week of, uh, of racing in Queensland uh, this week. We had uh, Mackay today, of course, and we race at Doombin tomorrow, Wednesday. We race oh. at Toowoomba on Thursday. Yeah, Toowoomba Thursday. No meeting at Toowoomba this Saturday. But we're racing it to Woomba Thursday, Townsville Thursday as well. We can all have Friday off um, in the racing game, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Jockeys and trainers Easter can have Friday. a day off and get stuck into uh, yeah, get stuck into their fish and chips. Jockeys, and then in, Saturday, jockeys into the jockeys. Oh, boom, boom! <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Keep going. There's probably not too many. Probably not too many of them that will risk it. Yeah, I like that. No. Very good. Uh, Eagle Farm, Eagle Farm Saturday. Now, a couple of important races: the Daybreak Lover as a listed race, and the Ascot Handicap as well. And that just tells us, guys, that the Winter Carnival is only probably, is up, well, not probably, it's only weeks away. Uh, at the end of the month, we'll see the running of the Victory Stakes at Wait for Age Level Group 2. So we're getting close to two really good races at Eagle Farm Saturday. Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Gatton during the afternoon, and we return to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. So still plenty of racing and plenty over the Easter weekend. Yeah, all over the place. Now, well, I'm hearing a word on the grapevine that the... The last race escape specialist, Willie Pike, maybe waking, make his way up to Queensland. Is that true? <laughs> well, he used to be when he was in Perth, yeah. but I don't know what's happening there now because he's moved to Sydney now. I, mean, I don't think he's the last race. Well, you're right, Sats, he was. Everyone used to rely on Willie Pike to get that last winner at Ascot. I haven't been keeping a track of who does that these days, but I can tell you that he's riding in Sydney, as we know now, and he's keen as mustard to get up here and ride uh, in Queensland over the carnival. So his manager's already looking for rides, so I'd say he'll be here on a weekly basis, probably for all uh, six, seven weeks of our, our major carnival. So looking forward to having uh, Willie Pike here. And just one thing I didn't mention yesterday was the run of Gypsy Goddess uh, in the Australasian Oaks or the Australian Oaks there at uh, Ramwick on Saturday. Did a terrific job to run second uh, in that race. So onward and upward for Gypsy Goddess. No decision will be made yet. They'll give it a couple of days before they decide whether she'll kick on and uh, and compete in the Queensland Oaks uh, coming up. So hopefully she does, but we'll leave that one up to David Van Dyke and the connections. Rightio. So plenty happening, as always, with uh, around Queensland, racing Queensland. Uh, the action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris, thanks for joining us again, mate. Thank you, guys. You have a great day. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I don't know about you, Scotty Sattler, and Rookie's with us here as well. Rook, this is a bit of a feel-good story for me. Which one? The fan. Mm-hmm. Well, not a fan. Female. No. The female. No. The goose that ran on the field with a flare. Yeah. This ridiculous. Is, this is not something you see in rugby league. Imbecile. This is, this is something for European soccer, mm. and, and it just frustrates the hell out of me. It is dangerous. Come um, on, that's ridiculous. No remorse. Has yeah. already fronted court and got three months jail. 
I'm, I think that's, uh, that's Do you know well what? done, Judge. What about when? Because, you, you know, we accuse them of being soft at times. Well done. What about when you're in the yard on your first day and Big Bubba walks up, who's in there for 15 to 20, and says, hey, what are you in for? And he goes, uh, running on a footy field with a flare. You wouldn't get much respect, would you? You'd be making up mm. some other crime. What? Wouldn't you? You'd you wouldn't to. be saying, listen, I just, I was a streaker. Even though and then Bubba still says, had come on, we're going to play mummies and daddies. No. Sats, uh, what else going on? Oh, Lance Franklin. Yeah. Uh, Sidelined for a couple of weeks. Big news. Yeah, broken uh, finger. He's had surgery on his busted finger. I don't know whether you saw this also badge while on the AFL, but uh, the Gold Coast Suns had a really good win over Carlton on the weekend at Metricon. And the Blues star, Carlton star Harry McKay, McKay he has been fined by the AFL for staging contact. So, taking a dive. Yeah, so after he, he took oh, a dive. This is great as well. Yeah, it, it sure, this, this should be soccer. This should be football, oh, not AFL. You love it. So he's been charged by the AFL match review with stage, staging graded an excessive exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and NIDA have uh, called him up for uh, see if he wants to. <laughs> now, you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. He sure is. Harry Mackay. That's who we're talking about. Okay, we're going to get to – I'm going to leave. So that's time to go. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has just been crowned Drive Car of the Year. We'll catch you tomorrow night. See ya. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.